Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. So here's an interesting word, of course, a word we're all very familiar with, mortgage. And I'm sure all of you have heard that this actually, in in Latin, my daughter's actually taking Latin. She's a senior in college right now. She's taking Latin because why wouldn't you take a dead language for your course in college? I don't don't know. Um, She's taking Latin, and she's like, Mom, do you know what mortgage means? Do you guys know what this word actually translates? Death pledge. Yeah. So imagine that the millennials are afraid of getting mortgages, right, when it's like it's literally a death pledge. Quick side note, um, just on millennials, just for a second, very interesting. How many of you have millennials for children, like me? Okay, how many of you have children in general? Okay, if you don't, you should totally get some because they are fascinating. Like watching my daughter and her friends has been like quite a little laboratory of watching how they interact with the world and what they think of things. And just as a real quick aside, something about millennials and how they operate and how they're thinking about mortgage, because we have people that we're serving who are millennials. We have people coming into the business that are millennials, realtors who are millennials. We have probably a big chunk of folks in this room, thank heavens, who are millennials. But very interesting, when you think they're about approximately 21 to 35, Um, In 2008, or 10 years ago, when we were in the worst possible time um, caused by the mortgage industry, of course, was always the headline story there, um, that group of folks were about 11 to 25. Very, very formative time in their lives. Think about that. 11 to 25 years old, and maybe their family lost their house, maybe their friend's family, maybe their parents lost jobs. So think about the fact that they've kind of sat a little on the sidelines and are a little bit skeptical about getting mortgages. Also, another interesting factor that not a lot of people talk about is when you go all the way back to 9-11. Okay, that happened in 2001 when this same group of people were 4 to 18 years old. And we changed how we parented at that time, didn't we? Right? How many of you, again, have children in that age range? We changed how we parented. That's where helicopter parenting came in. So it's very interesting how they approach the world, how they interact with us. They absolutely expect a very modern and digital experience. But interestingly, they, more than any other demographic, absolutely want to make sure that there's a human being there when they want to reach out and talk to somebody. They want to be able to talk to you more than any other demographic segment. And it's because of a lot of these factors that have raised up some fears in their lives. They want to have a human being that's actually there when they reach out their hands. So just kind of an interesting thing. You know, back to more words. We throw around words like money, approval, and home. These are very emotionally loaded words for people, aren't they? We talk about these words all the time like they're nothing. Oh, it's money. You know, it's your approval. It's your home. These are words that are extremely emotionally loaded. And we don't want to, I don't want us to lose kind of the, the wonder of that, that we're working with people, that those words that we throw out so casually, you know, have a lot of emotional context for the people that we work with. These are game-changing words for them. Now, there's some words that um, we hear all the time that have a very different meaning now than they did maybe even just one short year ago. Okay, think about uh, this word, refinances. Now, if you're new in the business, just ask somebody that's close to you, and they can tell you all about what a refinance is. It's not like it used to be. In fact, look at these numbers. I think this is an interesting chart. This is a 14-year look back at how much business was being done in refinancing versus, versus purchase industry-wide. Okay, over that time period, it was an average of 54% of our volume was refinancing over the past 14 years. Okay, And now that's gone very significantly. It's down to 29% year-to-date, and it's going to end lower than that. 
Okay, so we know, and that's why y'all are here, is that this is a purchase market that we have to be involved in. But then we have another fun word that, again, meant something very different a year ago, inventory. Okay, this used to be just kind of a word. Now this is a word that gives us a little agita, right? It's another cool word. I love that word. But it gives us a little agita when we think about inventory. Some good news for you here is that it is starting to level out. If you're starting to see some signs of that in your market, um, here's a, a look from the NAR back in June of what the uh, housing market looked like and the balance between sellers and buyers. Now, I know the print's real small there, but if the, the red is the um, demand of buyers and the blue is the demand of sellers, Okay, so blue means really cool, red means really hot. So in June, all kinds of buyers, but not enough houses for them to buy, right? So if you look at that and how it shifted just now, in, in this is the numbers from August, it's starting to balance out. So more homes are starting to come on the market, but it's going to take a little bit of time for the situation to level out. And it's why our skills have to be so sharp. It's why you're here in this room, to learn those skills, right? How about compression? Now, sometimes as a loan officer, this may not impact you too much, but as a leader, this is a huge issue. The cost of doing a loan is higher than it's ever been. The, it hit a big, kind of a big uh, level in the second quarter of 2018, 89.57, which is about the highest we'd ever seen, starting to come down a little bit as people are putting in some, some different efficiencies and different cost-cutting measures as you do. The profitability is coming back up, um, but we're not out of the woods yet. Okay, We're entering a very unique market, and so many of the things being talked about and again, just the excitement of you being in this room is you being here shows you are the ones who can take all those actions and make those things happen. You can walk out of here a specialist. You can walk out of here a plan for how you're going to execute on the B2B. How are you going to control that lead? All of these things. We have a huge market, but you guys are the ones that are going to be positioned to succeed. So it's very exciting. Here's another word. It's kind of near and dear to my heart. Technology. But it's not necessarily very exciting for everybody. Okay, people get nervous about technology. I know there's been a lot of talk about technology with more to come over the next few days. Um, give you a couple headlines on why technology is so critically important. And we're behind. We're still behind as an industry. We're catching up. But when you think about uh, 10 years ago, when a lot of technological advancements were really coming into play, um, we were not in a position as an industry to be executing on that. We were out surviving. Right? We were just trying to survive at that point. So we were behind in getting some technology in place. Here's the three reasons that companies are really driving technology right now. First and foremost, I was just at a digital mortgage event recently. The number one thing talked about by every single person there was customer experience. Okay, but customer experience with technology, it can only go so far. Okay, technology can automate, but what it's designed to do is automate all the things it can to elevate you to do the things that only a human being can do. Because there's a lot of those things. A lot of them have been touched on already. But don't be afraid of technology automating that customer experience and elevating up to you the things that only you can do. Obviously, cost saving and revenue building, that's critically important. And compliance. But interestingly, compliance is now third on the list as far as when people are making technology investments. Some of the other factors are even more important now. And here's what I'll tell you about technology. Because that technology won't replace the loan officer. It won't. But the loan officer who's leveraging technology will replace the one who is not. Period. End of story. And if there's things that you're doing, by the way, that you or your loan officers are doing, where you know technology can actually do this, I'm telling you, you better make a hard shift right now. Let technology do those things, and you elevate your game and do the things that only you can do. And if you feel a little like, ugh, you know, when I say 
stop doing those things and let technology do it, then I'm probably talking to you. And I'm telling you with this with a lot of love, truly, but let technology do those things that it can, and you spend your highest and best value time doing the things that only you as a human being can do. Reminds me a little bit of uh, this clip, which is one of my favorites. What you do at Inatech is you take the specifications from the customers and you bring them down to the software engineers. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. Well, then I just have to ask, why couldn't the customers just take them directly to, to the software people, huh? Well, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, because engineers are not good at dealing with customers. So you physically take the specs from the customer? Well, no, my, my secretary does that, or the facts. Huh. So then you must physically bring them to the software people. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Uh, what, what would you say you do here? Well, look, I already told you. I deal with the customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> His look at the end is so priceless, right? I love that. What would you say you do here is not something that you or your lawn officers ever want to hear. Am I right? Okay, you don't want to hear that. But technology, as I said, is here to automate all of the things that it can do to elevate you to do the things that only a human being can. So don't let technology be a scary word to you. Let it be an exciting word to you. Let it equip you and enable you to do all the things that are going to take you into the future.